Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 53. This is where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val. With me today are two trusty, amazing hosts, the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? Doing well, Val. How are you? Doing great. And the man, the myth, the legend, King NASCAR, Logan. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Doing great. Good. Doing super duper. Uh, we've got a great show for everybody today. We're going to recap the winners and the highest finishing rookies for the Camping World Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and Cup Series. And then after that, we're going to talk about 2021 Chronicles. The checklist has been released. Product drops Friday, July 16th. Super excited to dig through the checklist, look at the sets, the new drivers, all that good stuff. That happens. It only happens a few times a year for us, uh, NASCAR trading card collectors, uh, with only the four releases. So, but uh, just a little uh, housekeeping. Like I said, this is show number fifty-three. We periodically go over some of the older sets in NASCAR, like the nineteen seventy Fleer Drex strips. That was show number seven. The nineteen seventy-two STP episode twenty-nine. Nineteen eighty-two Kidco. Tough Wheels cards. That's episode 50. 1983 Uno, show 31. Also show 31, the 1985 Sports Star Photographic Stickers. The 1986 Sports Star Photographics, show 33. The 8788 World of Outlaws with Jeff Gordon, show 40. The 1988 Max, show 38, 39. And the 1989 Max, show number 48. You can check the archives for those and find out all about those vintage and older sets that uh, you might be interested in. So, But with no further ado, let's move over to the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race number 14. That was in Knoxville Raceway. That was the inaugural Corn Belt 150 presented by Premier Chevy in Knoxville Raceway, Knoxville, is that Indiana? No, Iowa. Iowa. Thank you. One of those I states. Uh, no pressure here with, you know, uh, with doing the show, you know. So, yeah, I do know that it also, that track houses the Sprint Cup uh, Museum as well. So I did watch that race. Took about four tries to finish it up there with the overtimes. Uh, so it was <laughs> it was almost anybody's race there uh, at the end. But Austin Hill won that race. And our highest finishing rookie at position two was Chandler Smith. I thought he might uh, he might get the win. So, But that is race number 14. We have one more race before the playoffs start, uh, which is going to be, uh, I think it was August 13th for that. And Austin Hill is trading cards. He's in the 2021 Dunruss this year. That's his rookie. And we've talked about Dunruss. There are... <laughs> So many parallels <laughs> with Dunruss. Uh, of course, he's got two cards. He's got the the base and then the retro base of, of the 1988 Dunruss design. So, and then of course you can find those both in silver and orange, Carolina blue, and then you have numbered like red and all the different colors, parallels, printing plates. He's also in the optic card number 55 with the hollow orange, Carolina blue, gold, and the gold vinyl of one optic signatures and printing plates. And then Chandler Smith, he's also in 2021 Dunruss, but he's only in the signature series. So we will see if he gets a card 
in Chronicles this year. But it was interesting. They were on the dirt there. Uh, always cool to see the dirt. The trucks on the dirt. That's one of the things I loved about Eldora and seeing the Camping World truck series on the dirt. So the next race, race number 15, is going to be Saturday, August 7th. So when we were talking about the last couple of weeks about the break for the Olympics, this is kind of what we're talking about. That's going to be at Watkins Glen International United Rentals 176 at the Glen. And we will talk about that more in the coming weeks. But pretty much they're parked for almost a month. Then moving over to the Xfinity Series. That was race number 18. It was the inaugural Credit Karma Money 250. And that was Saturday, July 10th. That was at Atlanta Motor Speedway in Hampton, Georgia. Uh, and I usually say that was a that was a race that Kyle Busch entered and Kyle Busch won. Yep, he uh, he swept all the races he he uh, entered in the Xfinity Series this year. Yeah, that's impressive. I think he finished at 102, and I think he announced uh, officially that he is retiring from Xfinity Series. Yeah, that that's what he said. But then he also said. Uh, it, it also depends if, if a sponsorship opportunity comes along. So he said for now he's retired, but he may not be. And if I know him, he, he hates to lose and he loves to race. I, I bet we may very well see him again next year. And that's really going to make a lot of people mad. Well, what was he like? Was it four races or five races he ran? But anyway, he was, he, he was a hundred percent. So five races, five wins. I mean, how, how could you not want to race more? Now, somebody did have a good idea. They said, um, let Bubba in that, that 54, um, since they're kind of like a satellite, uh, X, the X23 or t whatever it is, uh, XI. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. I like that. That he gives more seat time, so I thought, yeah, that's why I was brought up. So I thought that was a great genius idea, but I don't know. Maybe uh, Joe Gibbs got somebody, uh, some young kid that maybe needs a, a full time ride next year in Xfinity with last name Gibbs, first name Ty. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. So, um, and the highest finishing rookie was Sam Mayer. So I think that's the first time we've we're going to talk about him. He's also another one uh, up and coming guys that um, his cards are pretty high. I was looking uh, online for them, but uh, first Kyle Busch. Uh, I don't know if we want to talk about him, not because we were talking about him. But all you need to know is 2004. He's in most of the flavors of press pass. He's in the wheels. Guys, what do we say about the wheels? High gear. Go, Jason. Typically off center. Yes, we found one centered. Uh, it's a, a little thicker. Put me on the spot. It's all right. Sorry. Right. <laughs> anyway, was, it's a little. Go ahead. Good thing I was paying attention. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you, you 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 did better than I would have done. Well, uh, I was you know I know what exactly what I'm thinking. So, uh, but I was gonna say it's a it's a that high gear is a little more premium. I think it's on a little thicker stock. It's got those dark colors with that. I think it's a purple and a light blue or whatever it is. A uh, it's a pretty card and it's always off center left to right. So. Uh, I guess that's all we'll say about Kyle Busch. If you um, need more information with Kyle Busch. And I kicked myself because there was one on checking my cards, a serial numbered one, and I haven't pulled it. It was like 50 bucks and I never pulled the trigger and I went to go pull the trigger on it and somebody already got it. So I don't know if it was one of you guys or one of the listeners, but 
good pickup. So, well, we've been talking about him enough and how good his prices are. I mean, who knows? Well, yeah, fifty dollars for a numbered card out of a hundred for a rookie of Kyle Busch, who's got pff, I don't know how many wins now. It's it's over two hundred. Anyway, over to Sam Mayer. Yeah, um, Sam Mayer. He he's been driving primarily in ARCA, and after we get done with talking about this, I got a quick little. Uh, Sam Mayer story, I can tell you. He's in 2020. He's in Donruss. He's in Chronicles, National Treasures, and Panini Prism. In Donruss, he's in the Rated Rookie, uh, as well as the Parallels. Uh, I'm looking at this list compared to what we talked about, Austin Hill. That list of Parallels is like half of what it, what it was for 2021 Donruss. Uh, parallels, Printing Plates, don't see any autographs. He's in, oh, I take it back. He's in Optic and the different parallels of Optic and then Optic Signatures. Uh, serial number to 99 in one. So in Dunruss, he only has those two autographs. In Chronicles, we've talked about that's a kind of a set inside of a set or a set, major many sets inside of a brand. He's in the Score and Spectra. He's got different parallels for Score. There's Score autographs. There's Looks like five different Spectra and the different Spectras. There's no autographs in Spectra. National Treasures. Now, this is one I kind of stuck out that I didn't, I had forgotten that he was in National Treasures. Social Signatures. Those are pretty rare. Shield number to 25, 15, 10, and 1. And then National Treasures, Treasured Debuts. Shield number to 25, 15, 10, and 1. And then in Panini Prism, it's just signatures. We've talked about before, but uh, he has an unnumbered base signing sessions, and then they're serial numbered from 99 down, 75, 50, 30, 25, 24, 15, 10, 5, 1, and 1 for the vinyl, gold vinyl, and black finite. So not a lot of autographs, I would say, for him in the 2020. So that's one of the drivers that I have not picked up autographs for. So this might be something I look for maybe in the off season because they seem to be a little high up there with Ty Gibbs. So you had a story antidote Limerick. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, last year, uh, Memphis, Memphis had, had an ARCA race. And of course I went to it. It was a great race. Um, uh, anyway, there was only one way in and out of where the, where the, uh, you know, the teams and the trucks and things can get into in and out of the track. So after the race, uh, I took my truck over there and set up and had a big sign saying, please sign my trading cards and had, had some led flashing lights and all that stuff, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I had several people stop and one of them was Sam Mayer and he stopped and he signed, I had like five or six cards. He signed all of them for me. Uh, it was really funny because he was with his parents and they, his mom and dad were up front. He was in the back and, uh, he was, uh, he was, he signed all my cards for me. So I thought that was really cool of him to, to do that. Uh, kudos to him. That is awesome. Uh, I saw some other folks, I guess on social media, kind of doing some of the same stuff, but that's really impressive that they would stop, especially last year with, with uh, everything going on. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I was, I was amazed at how many stopped. Of course, Haley Deegan was in the race. And apparently she just blew on by me and I never, I mean, I, there was a lot of trucks and a lot of, you know, tinted windows. So I couldn't see who all was going by me. So, right. so I, I would just have to assume at some point she, 
she went by and just like kept on trucking. But, you know, I, I can understand that. I mean, you know, you got some random guy out here asking for autographs during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you know, should I stop or not? <laughs> That's pretty impressive. And we need to talk about that, like in a future show, how you prepare for something like that. Cause I know I've done like the stocks for tots and stuff like that. And I have a really good list. There might be a hundred or 150 drivers that are going to be there, but I have a list at least of who I have a shot at getting the uh, truck guys, our ARCA series guys, they, you know, a lot of them don't have cards. So, but we'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to talk about that prepping and doing autographs uh, in a future show. Yeah. And just, just, just so you know, uh, guess, guess who won that Memphis race. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> It's a it's a two letter first name. Uh, Ty Gibbs. <laughs> Ty Gibbs. He won. Uh, you know, and, and also some of the other things that happened during that. Uh, me standing out there, I had several of the team the team truck drivers stop and, and give me hats. So I had I got several hats. Oh, way. that's awesome! Uh, you, you'd be surprised. I was really amazed. Uh, just you know, you know, we're right smack in the middle of COVID, and you know, people were really cool about it for the most part. So I know we know when you get those lower levels, those drivers, uh, those sponsors, they're trying and giving out all kinds of stuff to, to grab on the fans. Cause that's what, that's what drives merchandise and everything else. You know, Richard Petty knows that. So, but I made a note for us to talk about that uh, in a future show. So cool. But the Xfinity series, that uh, next race is race number 19. That is at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, the Am Better Get Vaccinated 200. Am Better Get Vaccinated. <laughs> okay. I thought it was like, you better. But it's Am Better Get Vaccinated 200. And that's Saturday, July 10th, 3 p.m. Stages are 45, 45, 110 laps for 200 miles. Then in the Cup Series, that was race number 21. That was the 52nd annual or 52nd Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. That was Sunday, July 11th, 2001, Atlanta Motor Speedway in Hampton, Georgia. That, I have to say, was a fantastic race. Uh, the Bush brothers coming down to the last few laps and both of them trying different lines, uh, working with lap traffic, to try to get that win because it meant everything to Kurt Busch who works for, who drives for Chip Canassi, which we've talked about, I think it was a few weeks ago that they sold the track house. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, uncertainty at Chip Canassi right now because track house is located in Nashville. Chip Canassi is located in Charlotte, Kurt Busch, you know, they make the playoffs. They're guaranteed like, you know, money uh, 16th spot or better. Uh, at the end of the season, paying out. So Kyle Busch, he's, it means, it always means something to Kyle Busch. He never wants to lose, but Kurt Busch, um, Kurt Busch won that one. So he is a previous champion. I think it was 2004. He won his career is kind of winding down. His rookies are in 2000. So he's been around for a few years. Uh, our highest finishing rookie was Chase Briscoe at position 15. Now, there was some controversy about Kurt Busch's teammate, Ross Chastain, blocking Kyle Busch. But 
NASCAR did not find anybody on that. So, well, you know, blocking blocking is part of of stock car racing. You know, unlike in Formula One or Indy, you know, it, that's part of it. You know, so block, block if you can. I'm totally with you, but some of the things that I saw. See, you've been watching the sport longer than I have, and. So they're talking about that flag, the blue flag with the yellow stripe or whatever, which is, you know, and so people were, I can see it both ways, right? Why have a teammate if the teammate can't help you? Because you know darn well if Kyle Busch was winning and Denny Hamlin or one of the other guys, Truex or Christopher Bell didn't block for him, he'd be all over, I'm sure, in a a driver meeting. But, you know, I don't know if he was whining about Ross Chastain, so – and how much it meant to to uh, Canassi. Plus, these guys are brothers. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, you know, since since the Nashville race, uh, I've seen a, a, a vast improvement in Chip Ganassi racing. You know, they they led laps. I think Ross Chastain led some laps, laps in Nashville. Kurt Kurt Busch was up there. Uh, and, you know, since since Nashville, there, I don't I don't know what they found, or I don't know if Hendrick has given them you know, some secrets or whatever, since they're also a Chevrolet team, but they've, they, they're coming along. They've really stepped it up because they, since before Nashville, they weren't doing squat and they just weren't. Well, the one thing I did notice was early on in the season, Hendrick, they apologized to Canassi because they, I guess they had gotten some bad parts or whatever, but it seems like after that, they've been doing, Canassi's been doing great. So, but back to future Hall of Famer, Kurt Busch, his rookies are in 2000. Not a lot to talk about, but he's in 2000 Max, card number 75, and 2000 SP Authentic. He's got a base card. There's two parallels, the old days when there was only like no parallels or a few parallels. There's the Overdrive Silver, number to 250, the Overdrive Gold, number to 99. He's Sign of the Times. He has an unnumbered sign of the times autograph and then the gold which i believe is numbered to 25 so that's I it ask, and you've mentioned the brothers part how unique of an event is it for relatives to finish one and two because i know for other sports when like the one i'm thinking of is when griffey jr and senior hit back to back home runs it's like still talked about to this day 30 years later so how is it for racing because I can't imagine it happens that often, but, you know, I'm the new guy, so fill me in. I think on one aspect, they are brothers, uh, but they're on different teams, and, like, I'm sure with the competitiveness between the two of them. So, I mean, they're in NASCAR, a lot of families are in NASCAR, you know, dr- brothers that stand out like Labonis, Terry and Bobby, who have who won championships and both are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Flock bro- Brothers. Um, who am I missing, Logan? Oh, yeah. See, I'm on the spot now. <laughs> no, well, you and me. So Jason put Jason threw us back on the spot. But um, I mean, it happens. It doesn't happen a lot. I don't know. It was cool to see that you know that they would race clean because they're brothers. Right. So I think that's kind of the advantage. I think last year or the year before, uh, Kyle gave Kurt a little leeway and Kurt actually edged him out, I think, at the line. And I think uh, Kyle was second guessing that decision. But, uh, you know, they're both 
NASCAR champions, and they'll, they'll both be in the Hall of Fame, like I said. But uh, it's cool to watch. And those last race, last laps, it was basically those two by themselves. And it was cool to watch them change lines and try to figure out, you know, that whole cat and mouse. And Kyle Busch, I think, had gotten in front of him at one point, but then Kurt had gotten back in front of him. Yeah, because it wasn't for very long. Yeah, and it seemed like Kyle's car went away, uh, and then Kurt uh, had a a pretty solid lead and was going to win. So, but it was, was, like I said, it was a great race to watch there. And again, the implications of him making now the playoffs, and we'll talk about that, um, you know, the playoff standings where now he jumps up where he was down in the bottom and he jumps up and leapfrogs uh, to position 10 now instead of, you know, he was hanging around the 15, 18 right. mark or whatever. So now this forces like Chris Busher down below the line. And that's what's so cool about the win and you're in kind of a deal than the previous uh, playoff scoring and other stuff. So kind of they just go for it and, you know, and hope it pays off. Well, you know, go, going back to the brothers question, I mean, I, I was thinking, you know, because I'm, I'm more old school. You got uh, Bobby and uh, Donnie Allison. Those, those are, you know, they're, they're both winners. Uh, and you got the Waltrips, Michael, uh, Michael, yes, Michael, yes. Michael and Daryl. Uh, you know, both of those, both of them have won Daytona 500s. So there's a lot of brothers out there. I'm trying to think. Um, the but boat, them, the but them finishing one two, huh? But anybody, any of them finishing one two? No, I mean, I guess it'd just be with Bobby and Terry Labonte, right? Or the Flocks. Bobby and Terry, and probably the Allisons may have done it. But yeah, you know, like even Rusty Wallace and Mike Wallace. You know, Mike Wallace never really did anything. He was there, but he never had any great finishes. And neither, you know, really when you think about, it, you know, Michael Walter, he's he's won a couple of Daytona 500s and, and a few other races. But I don't. I don't know that he and Daryl ever finished one two. Uh, I think, you know, I, I I don't know if Bobby and Terry have or not, but they would be the most likely pair. I that's, would think. That's a good question, Jason. Yeah, that's a good question. But I don't think I. You know, we saw the hype or the hoopla around that. It was more of um, Kurt because Kurt with that win ties Fireball Roberts. I think at thirty three wins. You know he's moving up, moving up the all-time wins list. But you know Kyle, I think has jumped over him quite, quite a bit. Yeah, I would agree with you. I don't feel like they talked about it too much. They were more on, like you said, uh, him tying the next guy. But I just googled it. They are the first brothers to ever win any race, first and second. Well, that's so. awesome, Jason. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I I, I didn't know that. Um... Because you know, I would think the next most successful pair after after the Bush brothers, I would think would either be like I said, the Allisons or um, the Labonis. Because you know, like I said, Rusty's Rusty's brother didn't didn't do anything. Todd Bodine, I think ever. I mean, Todd and uh, yeah, the the Bodine brothers really never did much except for Jeff. So yeah, it, that makes sense. That would have been a perfect card. Uh, moment for Panini instant Val. That would have been a perfect 
card, as well as a perfect dual signed autograph card. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Tracy Hackler, if you're listening, <laughs> we're gonna have to talk to them again at the national. <laughs> I I love 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 that Panini instant set. It, it is so hard to collect that 2017, the 2016. I think I've completed 2017. I'm can't just find them there because they're only like in the low 50s per card. So, you know, you saw how hard it is to find the Dunruss Fox announcer stat at 200 cards, let alone uh, Panini stat with some of these in 50s. So, but yeah, golden, golden opportunity. I saw that the tops now had the duel for, I think it was Pete Alonzo and somebody else. And I was like, I think Jason, that'd be, that'd be a perfect duel auto with the, the Bush brothers. First yeah. time in history. One, two. Uh, next race, New Hampshire Motor Speedway at the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301. That is Sunday, July 18th, 3 p.m. Stages are 75, 185, 301 for 318.46 miles. And our playoff standings after Atlanta. We talked about the first, first 12 spots of the 16 are winners. Denny Hamlin is the first on points at position 13, followed by Kevin Harvick, Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick. Those four are in right now on points. And outside looking in, Chris Buescher, Matt DiBenedetto, Ross Chastain, and Bubba Wallace. Yeah, I think I think your your field is just about set unless you have a surprise winner. Um because we've only got five more races to go to the playoff start. So, you know, I think, I think what you're looking at now, you know, barring a, a surprise winner is, is what we're going to have. You know, looking at points, Daniel Hammond's they're showing him at eight, 836 points. Kevin Harvick's about 200 behind at 626 followed by Austin Dillon, 571 and Tyler Reddick, 563. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that Denny Hamlin and Harvick are pretty much secured. You know, Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick, they're they're on that bubble where they can get pushed out. Uh, Chris Busher's got uh, 467, Matt DiMetta 425, 417, and 415 for those other ones. So it's pretty tight there. But I think Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick are the two that, if we have one or two winners, then they'd get pushed. But but again, it makes the races exciting, and you know, kind of never know if one of these surprises. Any of them win, then like say Austin and Dylan and Tyler Reddick, they're 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 in trouble. So unless you know one of them wins. So anyway, so that is the truck Xfinity and Cup series. And then moving over to our next segment, gentlemen, the Chronicles 2021 checklist has been released. So it drops Friday, July 16th. We've been talking about it for I guess a few months. Now, and uh, I don't know if you gentlemen have time to dig through the checklist. I went through quickly because it just dropped here, I guess, the day before we were recording. So, uh, new cards. The drivers that I saw, uh, Sheldon Creed, he's new to the checklist. Josh Berry, who we've talked about, who has only has cards in 2013 Total Memorabilia. He's getting his first Panini card. Chandler Smith, he's getting his first base card. I think he's got autographs. Ryan Repco, 
his first base card and the Hall of Famer making his first Panini appearance, Jeff Gordon. Yeah, I was I was looking at the just you know I was I was of course more interested in the the Jeff Gordon cards and especially the autographs. You know I I I'm, I think I'm pretty much on record thinking or stating that he wasn't going to sign much, but you know it looks like he's signed a good good many cards. I think uh, I think everyone has a great chance of trying to pull a, a Jeff Gordon auto out of this. Well, that's good actually. That's one of the things I did not look at. When I was looking at the checklist, I don't know. I was looking at all this uh, other stuff like the sets and other things. So I'm not sure if they're on card autos or if they're a sticker or a combination of the two. Yeah, guess- the scuttlebutt I've heard is they're stickers. But you know, just just from the chatter I've seen out there on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot, uh, I'm, I'm hearing stickers. But we'll we'll sit, we'll find out for sure here in a couple of days. Yeah, and we will report back next week. Yeah, I kind of looked through the checklist as well and kind of had the same goal of trying to see what he was in. And he, like like you said, he's in a decent amount of stuff for autographs, but I felt like one of the big ones that they missed, unless I overlooked it, but I don't think he's in the Contender's Optic um, signature set, and that kind of surprised me. Um. Because to me, that's it's not Prism, but that's the next one, you know. And for a lot of people, not for me personally, but for a lot of people, that shiny, you know, refractor esque type card. Um, but he wasn't in there. But I also kind of felt like he's in a lot, like you said, where there's a lot of good chances for people to get one. But he wasn't overdone at the same in the same breath, like. He's in there, but it's just adequate. It's not overdone. It's not underdone. It's just kind of just right. So hopefully that continues. And hopefully it's not, let's put him all out in this one product. And then the next product, you know, it's it's extremely limited. Hopefully they spread it out enough over everything. Yeah, I was I was looking at that at that checklist. He's he's got 30 different 39 different cards that he's autographed. Uh, and 12 of, 12 of those are one of ones. So you, you can take that. And he's got, so he's got 27 different issues that have more than one card autographed. So I, I think, I think we'll, we'll see a lot of those, especially when this thing hits on Friday, we'll, we'll start seeing a bunch of those on eBay. I, I bet they're, I bet they're going to go for, a, a, at least starting out, they're going to probably go for a decent, decent amount of money. Yeah. That first weekend, could be some high dollar sales for sure. People trying to get a jump on it. And then just those Gordon one oh ones, you know, it's gonna yep. I, it's gonna be awesome to see, you know, and then what does that do for some of his older stuff? So and we've talked about it before. It's not like some of the other drivers, maybe maybe Dale Jr. or whatever, where there's so many of those autos, you know, maybe the earlier stuff is easier to get, but some of the other issues, uh press passing them. Uh, didn't print a lot of his autographs, so we'll see. But it's always great to see him in the set. So what's left? Prism and then... National Treasures. National Treasures. Well, obviously, that's going to be a huge deal when that comes out for this, especially. 
Yeah, I could just imagine the patches and stuff and on-card autos and duels that they could do with Jeff Gordon. Oh, yeah. And uh, also, look, at, he's going to have he's going to have some memorabilia cards in, in the, the gold standard set. But he's there's only four different ones. There's a, uh, a hollow silver, hollow gold, uh, a platinum, a hollow platinum blue. And then there's a, a red, uh, and I think one of those is, uh, yeah, the platinum blue is a one of one. So, uh, and the hollow gold is ten, and silver is twenty five, and then the red is going to be, you know, unnumbered. So he doesn't. He's not really going to have a whole lot of memorabilia cards. I, I don't know if they had trouble getting fire suits or whatever type of memorabilia from him. Uh, but that's all That's all he's going to have is those four. Makes me wonder, because I, I thought the same thing you did. There were way more autographs than memorabilia cards, but as soon as Val said National Treasures, makes me wonder if they're holding that back to just blow National Treasures out of the water uh, as far as sales go. Yeah, that that I, I would agree with that. I think, I think that's probably what they are going to do. They'll buy some really some really nice patches from the fire suit uh, in national treasures. That's, that's, that's really going to be cool to see. Imagine getting a DuPont sponsor oh patch. <laughs> yeah. Patch patch auto. Oh, good God. That would be freaking awesome. And not to diminish Chronicles, but I was thinking, man, a nice silver prism, Jeff Gordon. So that'd be the first time he's in prism. So we got plenty of time to talk about that. So I went through the checklist and it looks like there's 15 sets. You guys can uh, chime in here if I'm wrong or not, but uh, Jason, you might know as well. So absolute, there's 20 cards. There's the base Chronicles, 20 cards, black, 20 cards, crusade, 20 cards, gold standard, 20 cards, limited, uh, obstruent, how do you say Obsidian. obsidian. Okay, Obsidian. 65 cards. Is that a new series? I don't remember that last year. No, they didn't have Obsidian last year, okay. but they do, they do have that in other sports. Okay. Yep. So that's a 65 card. So that's bigger than the other ones. Pedal to the Metal, 20 cards. Phoenix, 20 cards. Pinnacle, 20 cards. Score, 20 cards. Select, 20 cards. Spectra, 75 cards plus 17 variations and last year that spectra set was a hundred cards i believe yes I, no variations no variations it took me a while I, I i collected that entire base set and those spectra cards uh getting towards the end were, were getting tough and of course the last one i needed was freaking ty gibbs <laughs> so that was a hundred card set you get two uh, a box so that's 50 boxes to make a Spectra set, that's that's a hard set. So uh, Spectra, 75 uh, with 17 variations, which we'll come back to. Titan, 20 cards. XR, 20 cards. Zenith, 20 cards. Now, I pulled out the Prime Jumbo Associate Sponsor. That was a set. The Status Swatches, those are 15. And Jet Black Materials, 10. So I don't think those are base sets. but so that would be 15 sets for Chronicles. 
And then for the spectra variations, some of the drivers involved are, and again, they're not, they don't really say what they are, but uh, as they come out, I will um, figure out what they are and then we will document it for everybody. But Sheldon Creed, William Byron, Chase Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, Carl Edwards, Tony Stewart, Brittany Zamora, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kyle Busch, Richard Petty, Jeff Gordon variation, Austin Dillon, Haley Deegan, Danica Patrick. Ooh, I'm glad Danica Patrick's in there. Imagine a set without Danica Patrick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Natalie Decker, Kevin Harvick, and Joey Logano. I mean, I don't even know. She's She was like announcing Indy or something, but uh, Danica Patrick. But I guess they have it on. They have her under license. So those are the variations. <laughs> so I'd be curious to see what what those variations will be on Spectra. Plus, you have all the other parallels and stuff too. So, yeah, there. I was looking. I was looking at the uh, the checklist, and uh, of course, nobody nobody's ever going to be able to collect every single card, but. It, it, there, if you were to collect one of every single card, that that would be four thousand nine hundred and thirty-six cards. <laughs> so that's how many different cards there are in this set, with all the different rainbow colors and variations and whatnot. So yeah, there's a lot there to collect. Now I don't know why it's escaping me, but like what the cards look like, the score that's not that's not going to look like last year's score right i doubt it and i'm sure they'll have another type score I, I wouldn't think i wouldn't think they would they would do the same same uh designs they did last year well and even even so it's not like don rust where the don rust design goes through all sports if i remember correctly their score last year looked like um 89 score yes. but yeah, but then the regular football set had its own design. So, for whatever reason, they don't carry over that regular basic design. Um, but I, I want to say it's pretty plain this year as well, but I can't find a picture at the moment. Yeah, I was looking too. Now, does – and I didn't look, like I said, because of the time and putting this list together here with – with uh, just a few days here or a day. Is there any set missing that was there last year that you guys, that jumps out at you that's missing that you would have liked to have seen or that they've replaced? Now, I, I see the select, so that's going to be uh, foil. The Crusades was foil. Yeah, the I like, foil. I like the Crusade last year, uh, especially the Richard Petty ones because, you know, nothing like having the king on a Crusade. But, uh, but, uh, th those were my favorite ones last year and I'm glad to see that they've got them back again this year. Yeah. I like, I like the crusade. I would go the, the opposite direction and say that I like the addition of pinnacle. Um, I think it's one of those brands that fits well in Chronicles, not as a standalone, but I think there's enough of a, nostalgia factor for pinnacle that it should get some playing time quote unquote uh 
more than it does. It's because Panini has kind of dabbled with it here and there across all the sports, but they've never really tried it for more than a year at a time. So I like seeing that back. I like seeing Pinnacle because Pinnacle had a few years in NASCAR. And, you know, shout out to Ken uh, who showed off one of his Pinnacle, I'm going to say vintage 1997. Uh, but they made some nice cards. And, you know, they had some nice parallels and stuff. So I'm happy to see the Pinnacle. Yeah, I mean, they have a wealth of sets, subsets, inserts, whatever designs at their disposal that, uh, you know, that, that were pretty good. So. Yeah, well, I, you know, me personally, uh, you know, as far as drivers go, I'm glad. I, again, I'm old school. I'm glad to see Richard Petty, but is in here. But you know, I mean, what set is not going to have Richard Petty? I mean, honestly, you know, I would like to see. You know, can they do a a Hall of Fame set in this Chronicle set? Right? Uh, you know, guys that we don't normally see. You go, you look back into like 2016 Prism. They had the NASCAR Hall of Fame logo and. You know, some of those drivers there, it'd be really cool if they had a set like this and they could pull from, I think, Logan, there's 50 Hall, NASCAR Hall of Famers now. Uh, I guess getting ready to be 53 come January. So that's quite a big, you know, pull. And, you know, they don't get cards all the time. You know, we know Danica gets a card and some of these other ones, Carl Edwards and stuff. But, you know, not to, you know, not dumping on Chronicles because, this is awesome, whatever, but it's like, you know, being able to include some more or whatever, because you said there was like 4,000 cards and stuff. So, you know, the Wendell Scott's or the Fireball Roberts or Tim Flock and, and those guys, and maybe it's a licensing, de- licensing deal. I don't, you know, I don't know. We, we're not privy to that, but uh, it'd be cool to, to see some of those old time guys uh, on a, like a Hall of Fame set. Yeah, I would, I would love to see Wendell Scott. That would be just totally awesome for me. He does not have many cards. No, he really doesn't. I think uh, maybe his last one, well, maybe it was Press Pass did that little subset when he was being inducted that year. But I think before that, it was like 1994. And then you have to go back to, you know, the, well, the 89 stuff and whatever. So, you know, he's, he's one, like I said, I kind of researched and saw that he doesn't have a lot of stuff. So. Yeah, but I can I can guarantee you that you're going to find a lot of the Dylan boys in here. <laughs> there, there, there's never a shortage of of, of Dylans. Whenever like. I open a pack, it seems like I find Ty, Ty Dylan. That's the one I seem to find all the time. It's like, oh great, here's a here's a Ty Dylan memorabilia. Oh, and here's a Ty Dylan autograph. Wow. I guess if I collected it, it'd be awesome. But I, and that's no offense to anybody who out there who PCs Ty Dylan, but. Um, yeah, yeah, hit me if you if you PC Ty Dillon, hit me up. I got plenty. <laughs> I'll be glad to trade you for some other stuff. Definitely. So, but I know uh, Chronicles is one of Jason's favorite products. So, uh, Jason, it looks like this is going to deliver this year too. And I guess we won't know uh, how the rookie crop is. It's probably, of course, last year's Chron- Chronicles is going to be hard to beat with rookies with Sam Mayer and Ty Gibbs and uh, a few of the other guys, but Sheldon Creed and Josh Berry, Chandler Smith, and Ryan Repco, and of course, Jeff Gordon. So, yeah, it's going to be, it's, I think it's going to be another great set. I mean, uh, you know, I need to, I have not ordered any boxes yet. I need to do that. 
I'm probably going to at least try to order two, maybe three boxes. And uh, that's kind of what I did last year. I think last year I started out with three boxes and, and did very well with them. I was very pleased and loved, loved the, uh, loved the, the, all the different sets and, and all the designs. It was really, really a great set. In fact, I would have to think that, that that Chronicles for me was probably my favorite set of 2020. I, I like the way if you're a set collector, you can pick a set to go after. If you want something crazy hard <laughs> and go after the Spectra like Logan, you could do that. So I think it's got the mix of, uh, and of course, if you're a driver collector, then you've got p- plenty to go after. Which is a good thing we have, you know, we don't have a release every month here or, or uh, you wouldn't be able to go after some of that stuff, you know? No, I, I think I think NASCAR's got just the right amount of releases, and the pricing on the on the product is is just right. It's kind of like uh, you know, kind of like um, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. You know, I think the way that that Panini is doing racing is just right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still chasing some Dunruss stuff. I'm still. I think I need. Looks like I need three more watercolors to work on that color watercolor set. So. It's I, like to your point. I think it's a good mix where you're not getting over saturated with all these different set, sets, and then getting frustrated because uh, you're not able to complete them in time, and then you have something else, you know, coming out that you know you can get frustrated and just you, throw your hands up. Yeah, you can get you you can get financially frustrated very very quickly. Yeah, we're not even going to go there, but you know, luckily, and that's we can talk about that too. So, if you remember, pricing was at about, I think it was at one seventy five. It came out and then shot up to two fifty, then it's dropped to one forty, one fifty maybe. Yeah, somewhere in there. And I think it's you know everybody held the line and nobody was biting on those high prices. So I've ordered two boxes. I'm not going to divulge where I got them from because I don't I don't know I, you know this is somebody I'm trying new so I, last thing I want to do is let you guys know and then I have an issue and everybody else has an issue so I'll see how my experience works with them and then I'll let you guys know but they were uh, I think about like 120 a box so for that price I thought that, I'd give them a try that's the lowest I've seen um, but also to your point of the price started a little bit higher and then came down. It kind of feels like that rush of cards grabbing everything you can off the shelf because it won't be there in five minutes. It kind of feels like that is starting to fade away. Uh, so that might have something to do with it. Yeah, I'm curious when Panini puts them up on their website how what they price them for and how fast they go. You know, is it sold out in the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or, you know, right. will it last a few days or a few weeks, you know? So, but I'm waiting for uh, Panini to put out their quality control to see what some of these set designs look like. Something more than what's on the sell sheet. But I'm super excited to see, you know, look, start watching some of these breaks here. I guess Friday, I see, I saw some folks like on the Nut Sites or some of the other Facebook book pages hosting their breaks and stuff. So, yeah, I may, uh, I may try to, to buy into some of those breaks. I, I have to go see out there and see what's going on. Um, you know, maybe try, try Richard Petty or maybe try Bubba or, you know, 
Chase. I mean, it just depends on how much they are. But yes. How often do you do breaks? I, I don't do them very often. You know, I have done them recently where uh, there's been some national treasures and last year's national treasures, and I did Cotton Owens. Okay, uh, and the, yeah, reason I I did Cotton, <laughs> the reason I did Cotton Owens is, you know, that is the last of those cut those five different cut signature cards that I need. So I was hoping, well, maybe I might luck into that, but no, no dice, I haven't. So, but hey, if anybody out there has the Cotton Owens uh, cut signature from National Treasures last year, uh, I am looking for that. Yeah, old Cotton Owens, man. I hate um, he had passed away before his induction. Yeah, that was that was very sad. Um, you know, he his his wife had passed away not too long, you know, not not too far earlier than that, and uh, I think I think that really kind of affected him uh and i think i think he he may have he may have very well grieved himself to death i you know I, that's just my thoughts just from seeing him and being around him what little time i was around him but uh you know that that was a big loss for him yeah but yeah so if anybody has a cotton owens cut logan is looking for that one but i don't really do a lot of uh breaks only because i'm more of a set guy than a driver collector and maybe if they had some of these like i said all these other drivers uh some of these older or legend guys i might be in on some of that but but i don't do a lot of a lot of breaks so have you done any breaks jason um i used to do a lot more years ago probably 2013-14 um used to do a lot more now it's kind of like I'll pick a couple here and there if I get bored and I'll do something. And then what tends to happen is I like tops and heritage and I like I like the obscure guys. So usually my break spots are, you know, four or five bucks for a half case or what you know, I get these common guys because it fits in my budget better. And then I'll see all these people ending for 99 cents. The next thing I know, I've got 20 guys in a break. And I'm like, well, you know, for a dollar a spot, no additional shipping. It's like, well, let's throw it in and see what happens. So then you get 50 of this guy that you don't need, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I thought about doing some for the Chronicles because there's not a ton of racing available typically, especially for retail. And uh, and I know Chronicles last year at retail. I think I only was able to get two or three boxes, two or three blasters. So um, I think I'm going to try a couple breaks. I actually just looked it up on eBay, and somebody has a half case um, with all the drivers starting at 2.99, but it's not for another week, so it doesn't end till the 23rd. So, but I might get a couple guys out of there. That'd be cool. One other thing I was going to say is uh, I had put a post out on Twitter, I think Instagram, letting folks know if they had any questions to kind of let us know we can talk about it. I don't probably not too much to talk about it, but redemptions uh, and Panini and redemptions. And my, for my stance is I hate redemptions to begin with, just because I think it uh, devalues boxes because, you know, if everything's in it and you know, you sit on a, a box of cards, whatever, 
everything's in there that's going to be in there. You're not getting any kind of expired redemptions, but I definitely understand why redemptions are there. Um, that's one of those, I guess, necessary evils. You know, I've opened some 2000 SP authentic stuff and gotten redemptions for like Hood Strickland or stuff like that. Uh, back then, I think all the big drivers and stuff were in it. But, you know, I know Press Pass used to be great about redemptions as well. So Panini, I think their policy is if they have it and it's been filled, they'll redeem it. If it hasn't been filled, then they'll give you something for, I guess, equivalent. So in NASCAR, most of the drivers signed. I don't know of any outstanding redemptions that were drivers haven't signed. What now, do you guys think? Yeah. Um, and of course, you always have your your normal normal uh, offenders like uh, you know Bubba. Bubba seems to always be late. You know, there's a few others, but he's the one that sticks out to me. Is he seems to have a lot of redemptions, just like in every issue. I've seen William Byron and Martin Truex. Uh, I think Kurt Busch too was maybe one of them. I think it was 2018, maybe. 2018 prism but i opened that 2018 prism not too long ago and you know panini filled it so i think that had expired so on that one hand it's good but i I can see definitely in the other sports where you know like football and stuff where there's just so many rookies and you know guys sign their you know contract whatever and and they get that order from panini whatever and they just they just don't sign, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, have you seen how when some of those players show all the cars that they're signing? I mean, they have, like, you know, uh, a couple of 800-count boxes of cards they need to sign, or even probably more than that. And to me, that's kind of daunting, you know, having to sit there and sign your name that many times. Uh, I could see, I could see where some of those guys would get overwhelmed by that. Yeah. I mean, if they hold on to it to the end of the year, you know, like Byron and Bubba, whatever, I understand that. And at least they're, you know, redeemed. And it's another thing, too, to say, I'm not even going to, you know, do that for the company and the fans who have those redemptions. I'm kind of with you, Val, that it's that necessary evil. Um, But I kind of think at the same time, you have to take it in stride. Like Panini has it seems like they've at least attempted to make things better with uh, being able to exchange on their website. And I've only done it once. I can't, you know, testify too much to it uh, with the points and such, but they're moving in the right direction. Um, You know, I don't see upper deck or tops changing their ways, at least like Panini has, um, but I think you kind of just have to take it in stride. And if you don't want to wait for that redemption or you don't want to take the chance, you know, there's always the option to sell it. Um, and that's kind of the route that I take. Um, and it would have to be somebody really big for me to wait just because people move and things happen. And, you know, there's a lot of factors that could uh, mess that up. You know, I hate to even bring it up, but friend of mine had a Kobe autograph redemption that he was waiting for. And I know a lot of people did and what he got um, 
in exchange for that redemption, he was not thrilled about, you know, but that's out of everybody's control, of course, but, you know, things happen and uh, I think you just kind of have to be prepared for it. Yeah, Logan, what kind of, um, I'm sure you've gotten redemptions. Have you had any issues of redemptions not being filled? I've got, I've got a Tony Stewart one out there. I can't remember which issue it is that still hasn't been filled. Um, but for the most part, what few redemptions I have got have been filled. So that would, that would be the only outstanding one. And I don't know why that one's gotten delayed or you know lost in the shuffle, but um, we know how Tony signs. We do know how Tony Stewart's or so say doesn't sign. Yeah. The, all the redemptions I put in that I've gotten now, maybe it might take a little bit of time or whatever, but, uh, I've actually even bought a redemption on eBay <laughs> to redeem it. I think that was a bubble. I don't know what it was. It was like a certified, it was like number to 10 or something. And, uh, you know, I knew Bubba signs eventually. So, um, but, uh, so Tony Stewart's one that has not failed redemptions. Okay. Yeah. I need, I need to check on that. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, I think, I mean, Panini does as as good as they can. I mean, it's like what what Jason was saying. I mean, a lot of that stuff is out of their control. Uh, you know, and like you said, pe- people move, stuff happens, life happens, and I, I can understand not getting some of those things back. I mean, even post office happens. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can happen. Your post office happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a whole nother show. <laughs> that is a whole nother show. Uh, boy, if I got a story on that one, but yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. But we'll keep talking about this. But yeah, um, I think I think they do. I think given what they have to deal with, I think they do a good job. I mean, I'm not trying to be you know Mister you know Pro Panini or you know sound like I am, but you know I, I think I think as far as what we collect, they do a great job. I mean, I don't I don't have any issues with it. Uh, anytime that I've not gotten all the hits out of a box. Uh, I've, I've simply gone out there and filled out the form, sent in the, the, uh, part of the box that they want. And voila, you know, I get cards back in the mail, but, you know, of course COVID kind of messed that up. But, uh, but before that, I mean, it was, it was no problem. They, they honored it every time, you know, so that's you know good for them. I'm, you know, and, and I'm glad, I'm glad that, that we have them making NASCAR cards. I'm very happy with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I hate redemptions, but when it comes to NASCAR, the drivers, like I said, are, are pretty good. You know, other than the steward, I didn't, I thought they all had returned them. So I had have had pretty good luck. Uh, and maybe if I collected one of these other sports and I got one of these uh, amazing cards or whatever, and then not have it redeemed, I might change my mind. But, but I think for NASCAR, they do a pretty good job. Of the redemptions, like I said, it's not ideal situation. Unfortunately, you know, either they delay it, or you know, you don't, or you get the redemption. So, yep. Uh, any other topics, gentlemen? Uh, an hour in. No, I mean, uh, looking forward to busting some chronicles, and uh, hopefully, we can talk about some of that next week. Yeah, and um, Hobby Hotline this week, Logan. You'll be on Hobby Hotline. Yep, I'll be on Hobby Hotline. I'll be talking about whatever is uh, 
crazy going on or whatever's happening in the hobby right now. Uh, That's going to be Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Looks like you're on with Drew and Jeff as well. So that'll be pretty cool. And then, like I said, we have um, the New Hampshire results for next week. We'll see what else is going on. And then we're getting that'll be the last show, I believe, until the Olympics. And then we will uh, cover some of these other special things during the break. So then we're also going to work on trying to get some guests, future episodes. Uh, I don't know if the listeners, I would love to know if you would like guests uh, in the trading card industry or if you would rather have guests in NASCAR drivers or uh, folks that work in NASCAR hit one of us up and uh, let us know what you think. Always looking to improve the show, trying to add value and help everybody in their collecting uh, endeavors as well as NASCAR and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, and one more thing, and, and I'll mention this again next week as well, but uh, Val and I will be at the national. We are hoping Jason could make it, but Val and I for sure will be there. Uh, and I'll, I've, I've got stickers and uh, national buttons I'll be giving away. So if you see me, hit me up. I got some freebies. Definitely. Yeah, we're going to hate um, Jason can't make it, but um, we will uh, try to pull up the slack. So and hopefully maybe next year or maybe we do another do another show. Maybe come up to um, what's up there by you, Jason Chantilly. Chantilly is probably the best one. Which is- I've never been. I should go. Yeah, it's a really good show. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, me too. So maybe we'll come see you. But I guess we'll leave it there from me and the team at NASCAR Radio. We appreciate everybody listening. If you'll share, like the podcast, share NASCAR trading cards with your friends. And we will talk to you next week. See you, everybody.